You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. This week's guest is my lovely wife, the one and only Carrie Malinak. Carrie grew up in the hometown of Johnny Carson, Norfolk, Nebraska, then went off to college where she met yours truly. And her life was never the same. (laughs) Carrie is great at everything she tries in in her lifetime. She's gone from a theater major to a loving, caring mother to three awesome kids to a called and ordained minister in the Lutheran faith. If you aren't familiar with her story, well, here it is. Carrie Malinak, my guest this week on At The Mic. A very, very special guest, my wife. Carrie Malinak. Should I say Carrie or should I say Karen? Do you want to be like uh, professional sounding today or how would you like this to go? No, I go by Carrie because Karen sounds too um, mature. (laughs) And I anytime that in classes or when I was younger or even as an adult, when people start calling me Karen, which I like the way it's spelled Mm -hmm. because it's an I, not an E. So K-A-R-I-N. It's really pretty looking, but I get... It just sounds too mature. Well, besides, there's like a new phenomenon yes. that, you know, Karen, you don't want to be a Karen I in know. our society. I was just <laughs> thinking about that this morning and I was hearing, you know, oh, and this Karen, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I don't I don't think I'm offended by this. And then I was thinking, well, let me think. OK, so I wonder no one who's a Betty would be offended right. by being called a Betty because it means you're hot. Oh, it does. And, yeah. I have never, ever heard that. Wow. Yeah. And then and then I thought, well, I mean, if I was named Felicia, would I be offended, you know, by Felicia? I don't think I'd be offended. So I guess I'm okay being a Karen. Yeah. I mean, there's some <laughs> names in society that have taken on lives of their own, you know. You got Monica now. Uh, yes. Bill Clinton. There are other ones that just escape me right now, but it's like, oh, you just hope that your name doesn't end up being one of those. Well, if you recall watching a couple of movies with the kids um, and uh, and something would come up with the name Keith and we all uh, you actually tagged it at one point, like recorded it. Uh, What movie was it? It was Hoodwinked, where the guy, uh, the bad guy says, Keith, what kind of name is Keith? And he goes on this spiel of Keith. (laughs) But that's the only. And I agree. And it didn't catch on. What name is that, by the way? When I first met you, I always wanted to call you kevin how long have i known you by the way let's see 1995 so it's 25 years that i have known you yeah that is fascinating it is fascinating (laughs) (laughs) so i met you in college university of nebraska i was a sophomore you were a freshman yep you were born and raised in norfolk nebraska yep so you were in state i was in state i was the interloper coming from georgia yes and there's a lot of life that you lived before then, so... That sounds sordid. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying... I'm you... a Karen. There is no sordid life. <laughs> right, no. I'm just saying, there, there was 18 years of your life, so take us back to Norfolk, Nebraska, and then we'll catch up to an era that I was more familiar with. It was a cold <sighs> spring morn. No, right. okay, go ahead. So what? you were born in Norfolk, Nebraska. Yes. And you are the middle of three girls. Yep. Okay. So how is it being the middle child? Is it awesome? It is so awesome. Um, Actually, middle children, I think that middle children have a superpower oh. that um, is called flexibility. 
and go with the flowness. Uh-huh. Um, I, I need to come up with a better... So you're not the boss. You're not picked on. You're just kind of, eh, there. We're Jan brady man. We're oh. forgotten. Yeah. We're looked over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, well, so yeah, so yeah, exactly, because the oldest would have the rule of the roost, right, and be the boss, and that's probably the case uh, with your sister. Right, absolutely. The youngest is probably always the baby and mm-hmm. gets, you know, treated as such. Absolutely. That would also be your younger sister. <laughs> Absolutely. And then if you look at, though, like (laughs) rules or chores or privileges, when it comes to a chore or a rule, I get lumped in with the older sister. And when it comes to privileges, I get lumped in with the younger sister until I start getting privileges of the oldest child. And then the youngest just gets to meld right in there with the older too. It sounds like you're describing our three kids, though. Not quite. I am. I am very conscious of uh-huh. that, and I try with you know with uh, giving responsibilities and stuff. I do not put it all squarely on our oldest. I reach out to the other two. I make them do things, um, and I think it helps that our middle is a boy hmm. because there are certain, and he's the only boy we have. But he's uh, there are certain certain things that. You know, because he's a boy, he may have some different, uh, I don't want to say expectations or chores. Are you you insinuating that boys and girls are different, though? That's weird. That's a... Nope. That's old think. Nope. What are you doing? So, yeah, being an only child, I just get away with everything. I will say Hmm? that you married a superpower person Mm. because I'm a middle child. I think, because, I think I think the word you're groping for there is superhero. N- nope, superpower person. S- superpower person. Okay. Superpower person. <laughs> so, because think about this, like you could not marry, and this is textbook, right? Like only children and firstborn children don't usually fare well together because they mm, are both, they both want to be the boss. Very alpha. Yeah. Um, the youngest and only children don't fare super well because the youngest is used to getting his or her own way a lot and mm-hmm. being the center of attention and but so is the only child. Yep. So middle child gets along with everybody is flexible and um and go with the flow a little bit more. And so and they're super they put up lovingly with only children. Better. Uh, that's coded <laughs> language for no, something. No, no. Uh huh. So you're the middle child. Yeah. Two sisters. Yep. And how was that growing up, though, as far as relationships? And were you guys close, or how did that uh, shake out? Yeah, we were. I mean, we definitely had our ups and downs, uh, just because we were siblings, and we are all very close in age. My older sister is. Um, 18 months older than I am. And then my younger sister is 22 months younger. Hmm. And so we were very close in age. My older sister and I were in all of the same activities in high school. So we were, it wasn't like we were competing against each other, but our lives were so intertwined. Hmm. Um, And then my younger sister was two years behind me. So we were, and we weren't in a lot of the same activities. Um, 
but we were, I mean, we had sibling arguments, mm-hmm. um, but we've, we've stayed close and we're definitely okay. really tight now. I mean, so, yeah, remained okay. tighter. Okay. So, than, so yeah. you're, you're close, right? Oh yeah. And, and let's just pretend that they won't hear this podcast. Mm-hmm. Your two sisters live in Omaha. Yes. You live several states away in Texas. Yes. If you could choose, would you live in the same town as them the way they do with each other? Or would you live several states away the way it is now? Remember, well, there's no way they're really... going to, they're not going to hear this. No one listens to this podcast. I Come know, on. but no, I'm just kidding. But no, I think, <laughs> Got it. Uh, uh, I think that it's kind of a both. I mean, do I have to live in Omaha? <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Nebraska. I love Omaha, but I love being from Nebraska. I do not. I did winter. Mm-hmm. I don't like the long extended, hey, look, we're having a blizzard and it's May 1st. <laughs> I don't like that. I yeah. Two weeks of winter is perfect. And see, you and I are the opposite because I grew up in the South. Right. I grew up in Atlanta where we might have gotten a couple snows a year. Right. And I'm begging for winter weather. So I don't care if it's a blizzard in May. I want it, you know? And our kids, having grown up most of their lives in the South, definitely fall along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you stay up late to watch the weather. And yeah, it's uh, it's sad. It's sad living in the South when you're a snowhound. So what were some of the activities that you said you and your sister participated in the same activities and stuff like that growing up? What were some of those activities that y'all did? Well, I am proud to say that um, I didn't have a letter a letter jacket, but I did have a varsity letter for speech and debate. <laughs> speech and debate? They give out letters for those, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, so my, my older sister and I were both in uh, competitive speech and debate, and we both were in school plays. Mm. Um we both, well, all three of us actually worked at Dairy Queen. I don't know that I would call that an activity. Uh-huh. But, um, and I tell you what, I'm a dang good ice cream cone maker and blizzard maker. And, yeah. um, you get that little curly thing at the yes, top I of do. the ice cream I cone. I don't know if you remember this, and this is jumping <laughs> forward a little bit to the time when I met you, but when we would go to, uh, lunch or dinner in the cafeteria together and, and, and they had an ice cream maker and I would stand there and I'd make everyone's oh, yeah. ice cream and you'd be like it's annoying yeah Come we're talking, on. yeah University of Nebraska Lincoln <laughs> I'm ready to go and you've got a line of like a dozen people and you're gonna yeah that was aggravating absolutely it was but that's because you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert and right. I just want to get out of there so let's talk about your debate stuff yes do you remember your best argument, like what the topic was where you walked away thinking, I just earned the letter that's on my jacket? So definitely with speech competition, I did um, because I always did like dramatic monologues or duets. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely uh, competed and earned awards. Like I, I think that I earned those mm-hmm. with debate. I think that... uh my partner, I had two partners for debate through my high school career. And my first year, I think we we were a very solid team. I cannot remember what. I know the overall topic was the environment. Oh, no. But you had to argue both sides. You didn't know if you were going to be on the pro or the con. Oh, wow. Um, So it just, it would flip each round. You'd have four rounds in a day. And you either love trees or you hate them? Basically. And then you have experts 
like expert, I guess, material that you have in files. And now it's probably much easier because they can just open up an iPad or a tablet mm. and, and search their information. But um, and you have experts who support your argument. So mm. I don't know. I think that it was a good experience. Um, it, it And I'm saying this stuff. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I'm saying this stumbling over my words. I was about I'm to say, say it really helps with the uh, preparing articulate conversations and being able to sound intelligent when, when right. you speak. And then I'm completely well, stumbling over it. You're not so. competing right now. So don't worry about it. Okay. So you ended up in college, University of Nebraska at Lincoln, where you were there for a good, what, four months tops? Wow. So I was there for a semester. Long enough to meet me and go, I got to get out of here. And then I moved to California mm-hmm. for a year. And then I moved back. Yeah. And I did. What brought you back? I did school uh-huh. at at UNL, at University of Nebraska-Lincoln for one more year. So I did three semesters there. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes. Yeah. So, so you were there to be a theater major. I was. When you were growing up, did you think, I want to act for a living? No. So when I was, for about three years, before fourth grade, it was, I didn't have any future plans. I just... Well, you wanted to be an astronaut. No, 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 no. Not Not before fourth grade. No, it was in fourth grade that I decided, I want to be an astronaut. And I really was fascinated with space exploration, um, with the air force with taking that path then wow. i realized there's a lot of math Ooh. and science which i was fine in i never did poorly in those subjects i just didn't enjoy them mm-hmm. so, so you wanted to to convince nasa that there was a, a better way Right. A, a, right. a math, a math free path into. There you go. Exactly. NASA. So then in seventh grade, my grandparents took me to New York City and they took me to my first Broadway play and it was Cats. And I five minutes in, I mm. said that. Oh, wow. That is what I want to do. An astronaut. Cat. And <laughs> no. no. And what grade was this? Seventh grade. OK. I was 12 years old. And uh, and from then on, that was that it. was your goal. Mm-hmm. So had you done any theater whatsoever before then? Yes, I won Best Actress Award in fourth grade from a teacher who hated me. So I, I know that meant something. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. Well, good for you. So seventh grade, mm-hmm. you say, I want to be in acting. Do you yep. want to be on the stage? Do you want to be TV, movies? What kind of acting did you want to do? Anything. Hmm. Anything. And I will say there is something to live theater that cannot be matched. It is there is something every audience, every performance is different. It's a different energy in the 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 crowd. And um, there is something beautiful in the live theater experience, which I know you've only been to one Broadway play, which was fun. Yeah, that was was great. Spider-Man. Yes. Mm -hmm. But. The theater experience, as far as the individuals that make up the world of theater, seem to have some similarities with you and some stark differences. Would you care to explain any of those for us? Well, uh, I will. One of them for sure that at UNL, 
for my brief time there, I remember talking with a classmate and we said, gosh, it seems like you can't be in theater if you don't smoke and hang out in the smoking section before class. There was this little smoking group outside and I have never smoked. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was always kind of an outsider with that. I've never done the whole like Hollywood lifestyle thing. So, But you're outgoing and you're a people person. Yep. And so I could see where theater would be a draw for you. So in high school, did you do plays then and stuff like that? Yes, absolutely. I was in every high school play that I could be in. What's your favorite role of all time that you've done? Oh, shoot. Hmm. Um, Astronaut cat. I think, yeah, yeah. Space Kitty. Space Kitty. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I think I really loved, well, I have, I see I have a few different favorite characters or favorite roles because of different reasons for or four different reasons like in high school i loved doing guys and dolls being adelaide huh. um that is one of the uh lead roles it's it's there for i guess technically it, she would be a supporting cast but i guess i should get around to watching that at some point probably guys and you dolls. would you would have a ball really? just making fun of it like because oh, no. they call them dames and you know <laughs> <laughs> now that would be fun i know i think you would get a kick out of that All but right. uh but i don't know that you would enjoy mm -hmm. it you you and our son ezra share that disdain for all things musical yeah yeah so you went to the university of nebraska for one semester yeah. you were and there then a year you happened to be there just long enough literally just for what was the greatest football season in the University of Nebraska history? Fall of 1995. So congratulations on your timing. I was really excited about that. Right. But you said earlier, maybe you want to enlighten us. Why did you immediately leave and go to California? Really? Okay. We're only just starting. So, well, so maybe you could enlighten us. Why did you go to California? Okay. So I went to California, uh, well, a couple of things. So first, my parents decided that they should get a divorce when I moved to college. So I wasn't really in a college mood. Um, <laughs> I'm never in a college mood, man. I wanted to get out of there from the moment I started. I know. And then um, second, I uh, had an opportunity for nannying that came up that um, sounded really great. And third, my boyfriend at the time lived in California. <laughs> but yeah, but as an aspiring actress, that draw to California had to be big at that point. Especially it, since you were so disinterested in going to college. That's true. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to say with being an 18-year-old whose world is kind of flipped upside down, looking mm -hmm. back on it. I just don't think that that was the right time for me to try to be a regular teenager either mm -hmm. and do the expected normal teenager thing. But this cracks me up. I have to I don't I think you've heard this before where my mom with uh, with taxes like she is a rule follower. Mm -hmm. And when she's a CPA. Yeah. When taxes were coming up and she said and I was paid cash for nannying. So, uh -huh. so she said, well, what are you going to do about taxes? And I said, I, I don't know. And she said, well, I guess if they ever ask you, you can just tell them you dropped out of life for a year. Does that not sound like something my mom would say? Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Uh-huh. Well, look, uh, those records are more than seven years old, so... Yep. Good. Yep. All right. You came back to Lincoln. You yes. did some more schooling, but eventually you got married. Right? I did. I moved back to Lincoln. And so you got married long about 1998. Long about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, your husband dragged you to his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, from what I understand. Yes. Is that accurate? Uh, I don't know that dragging would be the <laughs> best word because okay. I was always um, ready for adventure. Mm. Uh, I was ready to go explore, get out of Nebraska. I'm going to say, so Nebraska, California, back to Nebraska, and now Georgia. Yes. And so you guys got married. You guys. You guys. Yep. Me and that guy. You and and that guy got married. (laughs) You went to Atlanta and you got back into school as a theater major, correct? After working for a year oh, yeah, and right. gaining residency, gotcha. yeah, I yeah. did, yes. So you went to uh, Kennesaw State University. Yes, I did. Which has really changed quite a bit mm-hmm. since you were there. I know. It's like a real it's a campus. university campus right. now. It's not a few buildings in a parking lot. I was there at that transitional time. Mm-hmm. It originally started as, I think, a junior college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was started for the non-traditional student. Right. So most Commu- of, it's like a commuter college. Most of well, most of their classes were in the evenings because mm-hmm. they had people who were um, already in the workforce who wanted to earn a college degree, but they couldn't go during the day. And so that's how Kennesaw their the majority of their students to start with were those non-traditional students. I was there in that transitional time when all of a sudden you had. A lot of 18-year-olds uh-huh. from high school coming in there. They didn't have any dorms yet, but they had a lot more uh, a lot more daytime classes offered, and they were shifting into a more traditional yeah. university. Yeah, now they have, like, big um, dorms sports, and yeah, sports. Yeah, sports programs, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, football team, all yep. sorts of good stuff. So that's uh, you were definitely there at an interesting time. So you got your major or you got your uh, degree uh, in theater performance. Yes. And you and that guy, whoever it was that you married, right? Yes. Um, through twists and turns with his career, ended up in Houston, Texas, right? Yes. And then Omaha, Nebraska, yes. briefly. Charleston, South Carolina, which I think you and that other guy uh, agree is the best city on earth, right? Absolutely. Okay. So then it was to New York and New Jersey and now Dallas, Texas, where you live. Yep. But somewhere along the line... You decided that you had a different calling. Well, I would say the Lord decided. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so we, this other guy, you know, this husband that I married, um, we had moved to Charleston, South Carolina. And we had, when we were getting married, I grew up Catholic and he grew up Southern Baptist. And so when we got married or were getting married, we said that, you know, as a married couple, we will always seek a church where we feel this is a good church home for ourselves. And then when we have kids. Yeah, it's going to be kind of confusing for kids, right? If if, Absolutely. if mom goes to one church at 9 a.m. and dad goes to another one later or something. Yeah. Absolutely. So we always had decided that we would just be where we thought was the best church mm-hmm. for our family. So we had gone to Southern Baptist. We had gone to non-denominational and uh, gone to different churches throughout our marriage. And then when we moved to Charleston, 
we were church shopping Mm -hmm. and I was pregnant with our second child. And when I'm pregnant, I am sick, 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 sick. (laughs) And we were going to a new church every single weekend. I think we only revisited a church. Maybe It was literally 12 churches. Once or twice we visited a new church. Um, and, uh, and there was one weekend where, where you had said, well, hey, why don't we check out this Lutheran church? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know a lot about the Lutheran church. And I said, well, if we're going to do a Lutheran, we might as well do Catholic. So I don't feel well. I'm going to stay home and eat goldfish crackers. <laughs> so you went to this church and you came back and you said, hey, I really think that you'd like this. How about you come and talk to the pastor with me? I said, OK, cool. And it, are you remembering this how I remember it? Yeah. OK, good, good. Yeah. So we went and we talked and he handed us a small catechism, which is a training book that Martin Luther had written for the household for parents to teach their children. And um, and he talked us through it. And there was nothing that was wrong sounding like Mm -hmm. it all was good. I didn't I didn't think anything. You know, I think we both were very comfortable with it. And so we said, okay, we'll visit here. So we started going there. And after two weeks, it was. I'm home theologically uh, in faith. Just everything was so comfortable and it felt like the perfect marriage, as you're saying, between Southern Baptism or Southern Baptist and Catholicism. And then I started uh, we got we were very involved in that congregation Mm -hmm. and um, and I started getting And, and by involved, you mean that I started the. St. Luke's Lutheran men's softball team. <laughs> yes, you did. In Somerville, South Carolina. And then, of and course. I think you started the St. Pro- Luke's. Promptly uh, won the, uh, the the championship, I'd like to point out. <clears throat> team effort. I, I, I also started the St. Luke's. Uh, young men's poker game. Poker night. Definitely involved. Absolutely. <laughs> and we both took turns leading the adult education, you know, the young adult Sunday school class. And we were good friends with the vicar um who was a seminary student and um mm-hmm. yeah so we were we were really involved in and this is just for time perspective here we're we're talking about we were in charleston from 2005 through 2009 ish roughly I, yeah five years a, yeah five six seven yeah. eight nine. i can't do math. yes it was five years he can't do math and he used his fingers there <laughs> and he still couldn't okay so anyway <laughs> yes five so the more that we were learning and growing and engaging with the word and study, I remember telling you, driving home one day, I think God has something for me. And you said, oh, cool. Okay, well, let me know. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I it's knew. It's kickoff time. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Football's starting. So I I knew it was something that was bigger and probably something that I was not going to be as hip on. And so um so I quit praying and I quit reading my Bible. Mm. Because that's the most logical thing to do when you think that God has something for you. So um I was doing dishes one day. Gosh, that is like how many of my stories but you know begin like that. <laughs> I was doing dishes I do yeah. a lot of dishes. Yes, because you won't let anybody else do them I for you. Do, no, that is not true. Totally I do true. let other people do the dishes, but there are certain things we are not supposed to put in the dishwasher. Like, you know, a, a wooden handled spatula thing. It will come apart. Or certain knives uh-huh. rust or pans rust. But are they clean? 
So and then we have to throw them away because they're all rusted and get a new one. And so then you're spending money. Yeah. Everything runs its course. It's a good run, (laughs) spatula. Sorry. Okay. And so you felt a calling. Oh, yes. So I felt this pressure. I don't know how to explain it other than it was a pressure. And and I always feel kind of silly saying this part, but it's I guess it's part of my story. So whatever. Um, But I blurted out loud, am I supposed to be a pastor? (laughs) And all of that pressure was lifted. And I had this ridiculous sense of peace. Hmm. And I was bawling. And, and I thought, God, you are crazy. I don't know what you're thinking. But thank goodness, in the Lutheran faith tradition, We really don't value that internal feeling because when we have a rumble, I mean, this is biblical, when when you have a feeling in your tummy, that could be God or it could be the burrito from last night, right? So so I needed to get confirmation outside of my own feelings. And so I knew once I floated this idea past family and friends, I would be back to a normal me, whatever. So um, I, I kind of tossed out the idea to like my sisters and some friends and said, you know, well, I think thinking about checking out seminary, expecting that they would tell me I was absolutely crazy. This was the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. And instead they said, yes, that is exactly (laughs) what you need to do. Not the answer you wanted to hear. Not the answer. I no. Uh No, it was really scary. And it started a process. This was a years-long process. From start to finish, how many years were you taking classes? Because you had a busy schedule. You were a full-time mom. You worked along the way. So how many years did it take you to to get that degree where you earned your Master's of Divinity? Six years. Six-year process. Which is usually a four-year process. Right. Yeah. And so as you were along the way earning that degree... You and I actually were co-workers for a stretch there at The Blaze. We were. Yeah, because you did commercials there for Glenn Beck's uh, radio show. I did. I did. That was, uh, yeah, that was a really fun, it's kind of weird to say, that was a fun part-time job because Uh my first part-time job was at Dairy Queen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you've also worked, you were a roller skate waitress when you lived in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. At a diner, like an old 50s themed diner. That yes. was fun, right? You Absolutely. enjoyed that? I did. I love roller skating. <laughs> I love food. And did uh, you wipe out carrying food? No, not skating? carrying food. I did wipe out once. And I'm, I don't know why, but I have this horrific memory of, I don't think I was wearing cute underwear. And oh, so no. okay. I wiped out. <laughs> I just have this horrific memory of, oh no, I hope I didn't flash anyone. Did you get a big <laughs> tip or two that day? No. Okay. Right. But I did spill food twice, not because of roller skates. I spilled food. How weird. Yeah, I spilled food because I didn't balance. And one time it was a tray of water. Oh, it was so funny. I had a tray of water in my hand and I didn't think about the balance. And so I'm handing these waters out uh, and it was unbalanced and a whole tray of water no. tipped in this guy's lap. And we pointed and laughed. I gave him a free burger, but oh my gosh, it was so funny. Was he laughing? If Yeah, yeah. He was good humored about it. Uh-huh. Okay. And you've also been a daycare teacher, which had to have been a blast. 
I mean, I love I love other people's kids. Am I right? I know you do. You love little OPKs running around. Absolutely, their heads that's off. your favorite thing in the world. Uh, it's an acronym that I came up with that uh, I'm most proud of. OPKs. I'm not dealing with OPKs today. Y'all go without me. Yeah, absolutely. So for one day, tell me the story of being a survey giver for Gallup. What did you do with Gallup? I actually completely forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so moved to college first time in Lincoln and uh, and thought I should probably get a part-time job. And so my friend and I went to Gallup together, <laughs> tried it for about a day and said, oh, this just bites. Yeah. We're not doing this. Neither of us. I, I don't even know if I actually told them I quit or if I just stopped showing up. I don't remember. Oh, that's responsible. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. I might. Uh-huh. I was an 18 year old. I'm not. Right. Right. So do you teach those lessons in personal responsibility to your kids? You have three kids. I do have three kids. And their ages range from 17, 14 down to 12. Yep. Girl, boy, girl. Yep. And how are they as kids? Do tell. Well, because they let won't. me tell you, just like your sisters, they they'll won't. never hear they'll it. Never hear this no, thing. No I one know. listens to this podcast. I will say <laughs> we have ridiculously amazing kids. Yes. And I, I say that with all honesty and mm-hmm. sincerity. I know, I got they great really kids. they really are incredible. And I'm so proud of the young I can't say quite young adults, but I mean, our oldest is almost, I can't believe she's 17. Yeah, but she has flashes, moments where she doesn't act it, so we're good. Absolutely. Oh, you need to see a video from last night. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. But anyway, um, (laughs) they are so kind and Mm -hmm. sweet, and I've had people tell me, like, they're not real teenagers. (laughs) I know. know, And And that's all, I will say, in all sincerity... And don't say no, no, no. That's all a tribute to you because you're a great mom. You've raised them wonderfully. They are wonderful young adults because of the steady force of you. I will say thank you, first of all. You're also a very, very good dad. And <laughs> thanks. so, but I will say that parenting, when I consider my skill set, my strengths, where I uh, lack confidence, Parenting is one of those things that I have, I've never, I was thinking about this. I don't think I've ever sought out parenting advice. Yeah. I've just always That's known. True. I haven't either. Yeah. We're just now. Yeah. Fist bump. Woo. Woo. Yeah. We wrote the book on great parenting. So Seriously. you don't come to us. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> yes. I mean, and every, every family is different. Every kid is sure. different. Every parent is different. And I like to think that every parent does the best they can with what they've got. Right, right. There are very few parents who actually don't want the best for their children. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some out there and they, you know, and that I've, I I hope those kids are okay. Yeah. But um, but parenting is one of the things that I have never wavered or been. But it's not easy. It's exhausting. No. And yeah. the best advice. And that's with good kids. The best advice that I give anyone who has a toddler which we were just at a restaurant where there was a little boy who was not a toddler but acting like a toddler oh my goodness oh I, so <laughs> my limits were we tested all, we both looked at our kids and we were like mm-hmm. I, I told him <laughs> I, I told him i said if you ever want to experience a beat down in public act like that kid right there well there were times where if they tried to start throwing a fit 
in public, mm-hmm. we shut it down yeah. and we removed ourselves from that yeah. situation. Nobody goes to a restaurant wanting to hear our kids scream. And so the one occasion that that happened with our oldest, we were in public and I took her to the car, let you finish your food. It was my birthday. So you let me. birthday. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Just bring my food out of the car. I'll eat yeah. home. So. P.F. Changs. I, I tell. Yep. In Omaha. Mm-hmm. I tell parents all the time. I don't like getting unsolicited advice, which right. I'm such a hypocrite in that because I love giving. I'm a Karen, yeah. um, but I do it with love and yeah. because I care. Anyway, my one advice that I will never not stand by for people, especially with toddlers, is put in the effort now. You will right. not regret it. There are going to be days. You're going to be swimming against the tide. if you. There will be days where you consistently the only word you say is no and it really stinks and it's hard and those days drag but man i tell you what i love being around our kids i have so much fun with them Mm -hmm. and it's because i'm not we don't we have not had to punish our kids in don't jinx it years well i know our youngest isn't quite a teen but she's the closest thing to a real teenager that we have yeah (laughs) she's the one we have to keep our eye on so, as a parent, yes. As a full-time pastor, yes. As a superpower person, yep. Superpower person, you know it. I ask this question Uh-oh. before we do these interviews in the email, and I say, "If you ever have any downtime, what do you do for fun?" And your response was, "Downtime. That's cute." Yeah. I mean, in theory, what would you do with any free time uh, if you had it? Okay, I love. To dance. I mean, I would say, you know. Does your husband like to dance? No. No. But, you know, I had so much fun. Uh, Last weekend when we were dancing, we turned on that new song from Ballet Drum Boy. (laughs) And I love dancing. The kitchen is. You can't prove that I was there. I can't. I I didn't take video. Dance to But I've got it in my mind. And it was so much fun. No, it was not attractive at all. I didn't say it was attractive. I said it was so much fun. (laughs) So you like to dance. I love to dance. I love to read. I'm disappointed in myself that. I have not been reading like I used to be a a reader. I would mm-hmm. devour books. Yeah. And ever since I got into seminary, when I went into seminary, all of the books I was reading, they were so dense. And right. I couldn't zip through them as fast as I do with other books. And it just, it was a lot of thought process that went into it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm trying to get back into it. That was one of my goals for 2020 was to really get back into reading good luck i know i know the feeling of wanting to read yeah and having no time yes or else at the end of the day it's like my battle isn't am i gonna pick that book up again it's am i going to keep my eyes open tonight yeah you know am i gonna be able to do that that that's my downtime goal secret into the life of keith we will try to start watching a tv show and i have to the entire time, about every three minutes, look yeah. over and kind of shake you. Say, you spend are you as awake? much time <laughs> looking to see if I'm awake as you do <laughs> eyes on the TV. All right. Yeah. You have uh, five pets. They, they almost outnumber us in the household. I know. You can't let that happen. No. We've got the, the smartest creature ever, Tanner. Tanner. And he's a good dog. He's a good dog. He's a good dog. <laughs> we always say, who's a good dog? He's a good dog. He is a good dog. Uh, let's see. We've got Matilda. 
who That's is Aslan's, Aslan's dog, little puppy. She or, is, I call her puppy. She is so sweet. And so dumb. And so sweet. She has 100% sweetness. cuteness and sweetness yep. factor and 0% intelligence. She, If it's too warm or too cold, outside, she freezes. Yeah, like she, she will, and, and I mean like freezes in, place. in her place. Like she becomes she, a she statue. She stands there. She gets confused on... Uh-huh. Like she loses. We're proud all... that she remembers to breathe at that point. Right, exactly. She loses all sense of direction, and you have to go and pick her up and bring her in. It's weird. If it's seventy degrees and sunny, she'll take care of her She's business fine. and come right back in. But if it's chilly or above yeah. or sixty and below, yeah, she just kind of gets stuck in place. It's really and pathetic. doesn't know what she should do. Our son has two birds, Budgie yep, and, Budgie Click. and Click. Uh-huh. Yep, and Parakeets. then the the youngest there. She has a bunny rabbit Timmy. named Timmy. I tell you what, huh. if anyone needs one of those security animals, um, a bunny would be a great one. They are so soft. They're soft, but... There is something but, so... But, but let's take our bunny... Okay, but... And, uh, hold on. You, you talk about, oh, you need a secure... Dude will claw you up if you pick him up. No, 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 no. Think about this, though. If from day one, he was carried around everywhere... Into all stores, taken in the car all the time. That's it is not practical. But with a security animal, isn't that what you do? Okay, yeah, he's soft. There, he's got that going for him. Oh my gosh, you are so down on a bunny. That's because he doesn't let you pick him up, and he tries to jump out of your arms. And then if you don't, then he'll claw you up while he tries to get down, or he'll run behind furniture and you can't get him out. Oh my gosh! But boy, he's got the soft coat going, so that's good. All right, I got it. What's your favorite kind of music? <laughs> uh, I like a variety. Um, I don't know what the classification would be. Maybe like kind of an alternative indie mix maybe. But I love 80s music too. But what's the best decade for music if you had to pick one? Well. Come on. You got to pick so one. So it's the 80s, 90s. Yeah. 80s and 90s. But not like 90s like. Um, not like Seattle grunge, right? More well, like no, like I mean Pearl Jam was Seattle grunge and loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved the grunge scene. Really? I did. What? You don't remember? I used to wear. I know what kind of like plaid shirts you would wear. Flannel. Or, Not plaid. Thank you. Yeah, let me tell you, back in my day, we had the plaid shirts in the <laughs> early 90s. Okay. So what are some bands you're into right now? Do you, you want me to tell you what you wrote? I'm thinking I probably wrote Vampire Weekend. I probably wrote The Shins, mm-hmm. Spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of, I love U2. U2 is not like a, oh, I'm into them right now. That's just yeah, like that's the a, standard. That's the greatest band always. of all time. Yes. Absolutely. So I like Brandy Carlisle a lot. There's something that's mm. very soulful about her voice that um, I just really like her. And same thing with Sarah Jaffe. They're, they just have this. I don't know either of those. Um. Yeah. You'll have to send me some links. I will. Okay, so what are some interesting talents that you have? Okay, so I kind of have a hodgepodge of um, odds and ends with skills and talents. Um, Like I can wiggle my nose in two different ways. I can flip my tongue around weird. Is that rare that people can can move their nose in different ways? Because I've never tried. I don't know. Hold on, like, like that? You can do that? Well, yeah, but that, I guess that would be a third. That's not hard. This, this, You're just scrunching up your nose. This is riveting audio, I know. So wait, show me the two different ways. Okay. Hold on. So well, I'll try to describe wanna... it. Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> okay, so here's one. 
Okay, that's like the nostril flare. It's no, it's like I a bunny it's, nose. It's like it looks bunny, like a bunny nose. Right there it is. And then here's just a nostril flare. Okay, I don't know that it that's is really different. A talent, there are though. two. I I a, have odds and ends. Okay, what I else said, you got? Um, I'm a very good hula hooper. Mm, okay. Yeah. You, like, what's what's the longest you ever gone doing that? Days. I mean, how well, many days have you done it? Straight I've through? not tried to do it for days straight through, but um, you could if you if you wanted to. Probably. Right. Yeah. I think I'm a decent dancer. I cannot tap dance. That's the one kind of huh. dance you can give me almost any type of dance, and even if I'm not like tip top at it, right. I can do it. Tap dance. I look. Like, I need to go to the bathroom or something. It's just (laughs) weird, which I just told your mom about this. Mm -hmm. And she had to tell her husband, your stepdad, Randy. Uh She said, I finally found something that Carrie's not good at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can do cartwheels. I do amazing cartwheels. I can do the splits. Mm -hmm. I can um, power walk like no other. I sing in Pig Latin. So kind of like you turn any song into a country song. Yeah, yeah. I can sing in Pig Latin. And I actually put that on my resume. Oh, wow. Because it's, um, and it, it's one of those, every audition that I've gone to, they say, do that. At, do. at a theater audition? Uh-huh. Wow. Have you yeah. ever, did you, is that how you got your pastor job? They had you sing in Pig Latin? No. No. Okay. I just didn't know if maybe that no, came in they handy. Didn't. Now, see, if it, if you were trying to be a, a work for a Catholic church, that might come in handy. <laughs> the pig Latin. Wow. Wah, wah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what is something that people don't know about you? Did I write something there? Yeah. I did? Yeah. <gasps> we can skip this. I don't know what I wrote. I hate Keith Malinak. Oh, I no. did not. No, oh, says, my gosh. It says my regrets. Do we want to delve into oh, those? Oh, well, you have to go back to the question of what are your regrets? Okay, well, then what are and your And what regrets? did I answer? I don't know. This is printed up weird. It's printed up uh-huh. weird. You wrote plenty. Okay. And then, so what are your regrets? Plenty. What is something people don't know about me? My regrets. Why do I feel like I'm in like this weird <laughs> loop right now with you? Okay. Because that is a looped okay. thing. There you go. Anything you want to accomplish in your lifetime? Yes. Did I write anything for that? Well, first of all, hold on. Huh? There's three things listed here of Uh-oh. what you would like to accomplish. Okay. So let's let's don't get ahead of me. Don't I don't won't. segue into the other one because we gotta hold the third one. For the last. Okay. okay. First of all, you want to cage dive with great whites. And I've tried oh to set gosh. that up for you. No, no, no. Okay. So we used to have an agreement. Um, so for anyone listening. Hold on. Hold on. For anyone listening, whenever Carrie says to me in a conversation, <laughs> we used to have an agreement, it never ends well for me. But continue. No. What I was going to say for anyone listening. So as bad of a memory as Keith has, I have the Agreed. opposite with. Mm. A good memory. Which is always awesome. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Keith used to want to do skydiving. Yeah, well, and I'm... I've always wanted to do cage dive with a great white shark. I'm, I'm a little nervous about just doing a free dive with a great white. But um, <laughs> I would so, hope so. So we always agreed that once our youngest, and this is before we even had kids, mm-hmm. once our youngest was 18... Mm-hmm. He would go skydiving and I would go cage diving. Well, I mean, we can do and, that, but I want to go. Well, oh, no, that's fine. But I thought that you've taken that off of your wish Yeah, I don't list. want to do the skydiving. I do want to do a hot air balloon, though. 
Yes, I do too. Can I skydive from the hot air balloon? That'd be kind of weird, right? Oh, you could freak out the pilot and like just have a backpack with a parachute in yeah. it and say, oh no, oh no, and then jump out. Oh, they'd love that. I know. <sighs> okay, so, so yeah. do you still not want it? You want to do a great white uh, cage dive? Heck or? yeah. But I'm not still, a free dive. You still I am that? still honoring the. Oh, here we are. No, I'm not saying that in a passive aggressive or snarky way. Um, I'm still honoring that I don't want to do something that is life risking like that. Yeah. Or possibly while our kids are. Yeah, and I appreciate that roof. a lot. Yeah. Yes. You used to be really good at Spanish. Right? The, but Because it says here you want to reacquaint yourself with the Spanish language to I a comfortable do. level. You, do, you, you were really you, comfortable like in college. We were, I was. You realize, which you pointed this out a few days ago to me, you said, uh, hey, you should be in Costa Rica right now. We were supposed to go on a mission trip to Costa Rica and then uh-huh. 2020 hit and yeah. the COVID hit and yeah. changed everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love Spanish. Well, so you have more time to get... Get that uh, comfortable before you finally get down there. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So you need you're... to put in the work and the effort, though. Yeah, with all that free time that I you know. got. Right. Okay, That's so... what I should add to my free time list. I need to pick that up again. Mm-hmm. Oh, and with special skills, I would say I'm a pretty good cook. Oh, uh, excellent cook. And I would say that no question. part of the niche that I have in cooking is that I take recipes and make them healthy. And so <laughs> I provide healthy meals. Mm-hmm. That taste without, good. Without anybody knowing. Without anybody knowing. And I work around different sensitivities and intolerances of food that we have in our family. You're right, right, right. And so. that, that's the great thing is you, you'll you make something. We'll enjoy it. It'll be the yummiest treat ever. And then you'll go, surprise, that had pig intestines. No. No. You, you, you tell us how it's all natural and it was gluten-free. And that's gluten-free? So, I mean, yeah, you, it's it's quite Not a that gluten-free means healthy, but for anyone right. who has a gluten It's tough to get taste. Or it's a weird... Gluten-free usually has a weird texture because we yeah. have to do not only gr- gluten-free, but corn-free. Yeah. Because our son has both gluten and corn allergies. Yeah, and so. these aren't... These are tested allergies. These aren't like yes. in our head. No. He's a very unique individual. Yes. With yes. his... Uh, sensitivities and yes. in, in how it affects him. Yep. Yeah. Here's your third big goal you want to accomplish in your okay. lifetime. Man. Uh-oh. You want to learn how to ride a unicycle. <gasps> so what she did, <laughs> what she did is she purchased said unicycle, and now it literally, literally <laughs> sits in the corner of our bedroom and just mocks her openly Every time she enters the room. Okay. So, so I turned 40 and I thought it's about time I learned how to ride a unicycle. Because everybody has that thought, <laughs> right? They're like, all right, I'm 40. Oh, it's unicycle year. And and I knew this would happen. I knew one of our children would be really Excited about this and mm-hmm. on board and want to learn the unicycle as well. The youngest, right? No. No. Are you kidding? Really? Ez. The boy? The boy. I haven't noticed that. Oh my gosh, he's actually pretty good. Okay. And um, Does our health insurance cover broken arms still? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Um, he's he's pretty good. I I do and every once in a while I'll get on it. I I need a better 
um, starting point with stability, like a narrow hall or something mm-hmm. where I could just kind of yeah. coast along a and little bit. And thankfully, we don't have that in our house. No. Or else we'd probably be uh, repainting it every two weeks with you and Ezra <laughs> bowling around. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and learning on tile is also not the easiest thing. Uh-huh. Carpet or tile, those are our options at home. Yeah. No. Not easy. Not a good way to think that one through. So, <laughs> so you want to travel the world. I do. You've always wanted to travel the world. Yes. And you... I mean, I might not. get to Canada for a hockey game. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I I think I've always had, but it's kind of weird because I think I have an adventurous spirit, but at the same time, I- You don't have an adventurous budget. <laughs> I would love to have someone who would bankroll my oh. wished lifestyle. Well, yeah. And I know you want to get to but, Ireland and I might be convinced to go there because there's a Nebraska Cornhuskers football game coming up uh, I know. pretty soon. I might get over there for that. That would be awesome. I think that it, it's kind of interesting because I have a little bit of a war- in my own self where I have this adventurous spirit. I want to go and travel and see and do and meet. Part of it is meeting people of different cultures. And I also, I really like the comfort of my surroundings. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of, you know how an animal is very um, comfortable in their den or Mm -hmm. their home. You know, I kind of am like that too. Like I feel very at rest when I'm, when I'm familiar or in a familiar space. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird yeah. mix. What are some countries you want to visit as you travel the world? I really want to do, uh, I would really love to go to Ireland, Scotland, England, but with England, it's not London. Mm-hmm. London's not calling. Um, <laughs> it's the English countryside and like, rural England. Right. Um, I think that is and part of it I I love British TV. I love British mm-hmm. uh crime dramas especially. I don't know what it is. I just I love British things. So yeah. This is this is news to me. You wanna maybe pursue another postgraduate degree? You know how much those cost, right? Surprise. In what? <laughs> So I have been approached several times and, oh, ooh, he's got his serious face on now. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Um, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to jump into any more schooling at this point. I ooh. love learning. I love schooling. I whine like the Dickens about having to write papers. But I also, when I get completed with a paper and I do that research and I learn and I grow, I and I... I don't know that I would put this in special skills, but I think I write a pretty darn good research paper. I wish I could write fiction. You are an amazing fiction writer. Mm. You do so well with that. And I don't. That is not. But I do really well with a research paper. You're kind. So um, I'm not kind. You're a very good fiction writer. When's so the last time um, I wrote something fiction? I don't know. Right. I, I always encourage you to because. That would be decades. I know, but you're really, really okay. good. You're a very good writer. Well, thank you. Um, yes, very creative. So, and I think Ezra takes after you with that. He's, mm. he's a very good fiction, like, story writer. Aslan's mm-hmm. a good storyteller. Um, but. Uh, gotcha. Um, and Zeely just lies. Got it. Ze- so. <laughs> 
So I've been I've been asked to um to pursue a PhD in theology. Nice. By my alma mater, Institute of Lutheran Theology, which they gonna is gonna bankroll it too? No, that's the thing. And okay. I would actually it's it's a full time, like I could not work and no. do that at the same time. And I need time off of learning. Right. That, you like know, official in, learning. In fact, I have said that since I graduated college 22 years ago. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to need some time off from <laughs> learning from here till uh, eternity. Thank you, though. What's your earliest memory? I remember. I have a lot of early memories. I remember when a dog bit me when I was two years old. Um, I remember getting stitches for that. So when I was two, I was bit by a dog. Um, and so when I smile, it looks like I have two dimples, but actually one of them, the one on my left cheek is a scar. Wow. Yes. And then my... What kind of dog was it? Do you remember that? Well, I thought it was really big. And my mom pointed out to me that it was actually a pretty small dog, but (laughs) I was two. So it seemed big. Um, I thought it was a Dalmatian, but it was not. It was a little dog. And (laughs) turns out... It was the size of the dog that could fit in a purse. Basically. But it was mean. It was. It actually dragged me out into another room. I remember I remember Ugh. the man who owned it. He had a John Deere cap on and a plaid, not flannel, but plaid shirt on. <laughs> and I remember him pulling the dog off of my face. Ugh. And uh, And I remember him handing me his handkerchief or my mom. And she, I sat in her lap and... Um, she held the handkerchief, I guess, on my cheek, and we drove to the doctor's. Yeah. And I remember afterwards, he bought cherry nut ice cream for the whole neighborhood. That's it? That's what I remember. Did he pay for your medical expenses? And oh, yeah, stuff? I think and... so. I mean, we weren't going to sue or anything like that. Right, and, yeah. Yeah. It's... Really, really nice family. And what, what did you do to set the dog off? Be honest. You, you did something. So they, the neighbors had kids that were older, okay. and they had really fun baby dolls you know I was two they had fun baby dolls and baby doll clothes and so I was going in the house to get a new baby doll and I saw Chi Chi the dog oh, no. and so I went in and I don't know if I went to see Chi Chi or if I surprised Chi Chi mm. but Chi Chi bited me <laughs> that was my two-year-old saying apparently Chi Chi bited me another early memory that I have this is a couple years later well I remember being strapped down to get uh stitches on my eyebrow because Ugh. I had fallen into a bunk bed and cut my eyebrow Ugh. um how old was that that was three uh-huh. and I remember when I was four and I remember there let me guess was... let me guess let me guess it's gonna be a bad memory well two things it involves a shooting so um I remember when Reagan was shot uh-huh. And it was right about that time. And I always put the two memories together, although they were probably a couple days apart, um, where there were five people killed in the house next door to us. And I remember oh. the police officers next door, like walking around and doing crime scene stuff. And my mom was making coffee for them. Oh my and goodness. my dad was a police officer at that time. So he was. Did you know out. these neighbors well? Did you know? No, uh-uh. I would not have known them well. Um, it was a young single lady that had moved to town re- recently before that. And she had gone on a date with someone and he kind of creeped her out. And so she didn't go on any more dates with him. And he was a stalker and um, she got a new boyfriend and she had a couple of friends visiting her and Ugh. he 
went in and shot them and then called the boyfriend and said, hey, you're uh, your girlfriend. And so then the boyfriend went over there and he uh, killed him and then he killed himself. So my goodness. Yeah. Well, then. Yep. All right. Let's switch gears here. Let's go to your most embarrassing moment then. OK, I think I'm realizing something about myself mm. and I thought everyone had embarrassing moments. Sure. Sure. What? I think that I You've got the market live, cornered. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Junior Mints. Oh my god. Because we were married living in Atlanta and No, you we this... were in Houston. It was Houston? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, that's right. There was a stretch there where you and Junior Mints were not getting along in public. So Junior Mints are little chocolate treats come in a what like a white and green lettering box, right? Yes. Okay. And Someone had asked me once, you know, oh, is your story better than Seinfeld? Um, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. the Seinfeld episode when the junior mint flies into the guy's stomach in the surgery? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, this one. And this, and what's so bad about your junior mint stories is that they're <laughs> plural and they stretch over the course of about two weeks. Oh, we And that's uh, one week. Yeah. And that's when I said... No. No, no more. No more junior mints. <laughs> Walk us through these insane situations that occurred with you and junior mints. Okay. So do you remember what movie theater we or what movie we went to see? Uh get shorty maybe? Nope. No. Snatch. Something. Nope. It's one of those About cars. a boy. Oh, I wasn't even the right genre. So no, you weren't. My so bad. when we lived in Houston, you were on the morning show with Pat Gray, uh-huh. and uh, who you work with currently. Some things never change. Some things never <laughs> change. And so you would get off the show, and you'd be done on a Friday. Yeah, Fridays before you have kids, you can actually do things. That's when you have downtime. Yeah. Okay. You get done with work. We go and watch the matinee. Because yep. I'm cheap and I wake up at 2, at that time yeah. it was 2 a.m., 2.30, something yeah. like that. So, and we would in the afternoon go see a movie yeah, on we, Friday afternoon. we did. Usually on Friday afternoon, sometimes we would do something else, but we would, that was back when we actually got to stay current with oh, movies yeah. We haven't and seen TV a movie shows. since we lived in Houston, which puts us at 2003. Yeah, one, once, once that oldest was born in 2003, Done. that's where my point of reference for movies ends for mm-hmm. the most part. Seriously. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We're okay. always like five or six years behind now. Or 17. Or so we're at the movie theater watching About a Boy, which is a great movie, great, by the way, with, with a great soundtrack. Really great from soundtrack. From Badly Drawn Boy. Yes. And Hugh Grant and does a great job in this movie. Yes. And Tony Collette. It's a yeah. wonderful, really, really I'd good movie. I'd recommend it. It's like, it's a chick flick. It's a great but book, it's good. too. Yeah. Um, it's a really good I'll book. Listen to but- her. Uh, the book's always. I have better. a rule. I have no. This one actually both were good. Okay. Um, and you can read the book and you can watch the movie and appreciate each as its own entity. Uh-huh. We have a rule in the household, and I would say this is this started with me. It's my rule that we have, but um, for the kids, f- for the kids, yes, for the kids, <laughs> absolutely, and for myself, I keep it. Uh-huh. Um, you have to read the book before you watch the movie, mm-hmm. and. And we've watched how many movies where you've said, what's going on? What's going on? And it's explained in the book, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. in the movie. Uh-huh. So Got it. anyway, the movie's over. About a boy. We had our eating our popcorn, eating our candy, walking to the bathrooms afterwards. And I'm kind of whistling along and snapping my fingers. And everyone's looking at me really weird. And I'm thinking, 
lighten up people it's just a you know it's just a song you know and i'm mm-hmm. i'm just going about my merry business and i get into the bathroom mm-hmm. and i start to unbutton my pants and i realize i look down and i have a mess of chocolate in the front of my pants <laughs> not just the front no 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 that was just the front oh was it yes oh wow and it was mortifying i was laughing so uh-huh. hard i was crying so i it looks like you got poop all I, over the place i quickly <laughs> tied my jacket around my waist and i walked out and i see you and you see that i've got tears streaming down my yeah. face and you're like what's the matter what's the matter and i'm laughing so hard i couldn't talk and i said just get to right. the car right right so we get to you're the not car. whistling anymore are you no <laughs> so we get to the car and i i remember untying my jacket going look and there's all this chocolate and there's oh poo everywhere so mortifying yeah yeah and you hope you never see those people inside ever again yeah so Mm -hmm. then a week later it was exactly a week later we had to run some errands we went to the post office post office yeah there was always a line at the post office. yeah and think about this you got a line that parallels the long counter and then you get to the counter and there's like you know five windows open and so just imagine the scene where carrie is at the window dealing with the postal worker okay leaning on the counter with her backside facing that long line that was waiting (laughs) so patiently and boy did they get some entertainment while they waited so we get done at the post office Mm. we walk out to the car and i had been eating junior mints the leftover junior mints from the movie theater I was eating them in the car and I look in as I'm opening the door and you know how a movie when there's something major that happens and it just like pans in like fast, fast, fast and you get these like zoom in shots. Mm -hmm. It was like that on the seat. There was chocolate and I went, oh no. And I looked and sure enough, I had sat in chocolate. And then showed the people in line, (laughs) gave a... Gave him a clear picture of, of of what was going on back there. I remember. I don't know if you remember this. I remember saying, please say something about this on the radio. Something. Because <laughs> yeah. if anyone saw that and they could just, maybe they listen to the show and they would get no, an ex- no, explanation. No. Yeah, <sighs> no, another group of people you hope you never cross paths with again. And what was the third event with uh, Junior Mints? I didn't have another one with Junior Mints. Oh, there wasn't? No. Oh, okay, good. Gosh, no. I, remember. I thought I thought maybe <sighs> there were. No. But I okay. got a free drink at Wicked for telling that story. No one thought that that, the, the guy who was the drink pourer, he did not think that I would have a more embarrassing story than than a fictional Seinfeld story. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. and uh-huh. he said, uh, here you go. Here's your <laughs> Coke. <laughs> okay, very good. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you? I'm trying to remember what I wrote. Definitely my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what I wrote? That's what you wrote. Oh, there you go. So congrats to your kids. Yay. Having a big influence yeah. on you. Like a positive influence or a... It said impact. Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, positive impact or negative impact? Definitely <laughs> positive. Um, but, you know, it's... I mean, I would not trade a single second of parenting at all but it's i mean it is impactful Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely 
anything that I've missed that we need to cover that, that we need to go back over and uh, better explain? Have you had Junior Mints since 2000? Uh, I guess about the year, uh, probably it's about 2002, I think. Yeah, sure. Have you had any since then? I have. Um, oh, people, boy, including me. yourself, Daring. given me uh, as a joke. Junior Mints for Christmas gifts. And the box, of course, and is is completely encased in rubber cement so you can never tear into it. I'm and the box, kidding. of course, doesn't have anything written on it. Right. That, yeah. Like, eat only at home. Yeah, over a garbage can. Or, warning, these melt. Uh-huh. Or, <laughs> make sure you're wearing a tarp while eating these and then yes. throw the tarp in the garbage can afterward. Yeah, so have we uh, covered everything? I don't know. Did we? I guess so. Probably. Did you learn anything about me today? Uh, yeah, yeah. There oh. was there was a few things in there that I I wasn't uh, I wasn't quite like I didn't know Ezra was the unicycle guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you said about you. Well, so. no, that's fine. Hmm. Because you always claim I know everything about you. I know you so well. Twenty two years and uh, well, twenty five years well, technically. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Oh. You've been considering taking uh, more college courses. <laughs> Not in the near future. Okay, well, that's good. So, I want to thank you, Karen. I mean, Carrie Malinak, <laughs> my wife. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of At The Mic. Thanks for having me. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect. <laughs>